Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog. It is Wednesday night, um, March the 16th, um, and we're here for two hours of worship, the Word of God, intercession, prayer, and your phone calls. Um, if you want to call in, if you need prayer for anything, or if you have anything you want to talk about, our number, our toll-free number is 619-638-8458. At least I think it's toll-free. Anyway, um, I guess we'll start it off. Let me say a quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I lift up the audience who's listening, Father, those who are listening now, Father, and those who may listen later to the recorded broadcast, Father, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, Father, you would open up our ears and open up our eyes, Lord, that you would speak clearly to us, Father, as a man speaks to a friend, Father, that you would open up and expand our hearts so we could receive from you, Father. Father, increase our faith and help our unbelief, Lord, as we learn to trust you in everything in our lives and in every situation. Father, your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind, Father. So we rebuke every spirit of fear, Father, and we cast everything, every care at your feet, Lord, trusting that you are a good shepherd, Father, and knowing that your word says that you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Father, we lift up the nation of Japan right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, that your hand would be upon every person on that island, Father, every family who's been affected by the earthquake or the tsunami, Father, or the nuclear reactor, Lord. Father, man can say one thing, but we don't trust and we choose not to trust the word of man and we don't and we choose not to trust the advice of man and we choose not to trust the opinions of man, Father. But we choose only to trust and only believe in the Word of God, Father, and to only believe in those things which you have spoken, Father, to our hearts, Lord. Father, and we ask, Lord, that your Spirit, your Holy Spirit, this the Comforter would come and comfort those people in Japan right now, Father, that you would put a hedge of protection around them, Father, that your Holy Spirit would go off and by the blood of Jesus, Lord, that you would heal the sicknesses, Father, you would heal the hurt, Father. Father, that you would protect the men and women, Father, who are fighting the nuclear reactor, Lord, right now, and Father, contrary to any science or scientific principles or anything else, Father, we ask for a good report, Lord, as far as what happens, Lord, for we know that all things are in your control, Father, and you said that you were seeking a man who would stand in the gap, Father, so we come standing before you on behalf of a nation, Father, interceding, Father, asking for a hedge of protection around them, Lord, right now, Father, that you would strengthen them with my, by your spirit in the inner man, Father, 
Lord, let your spirit have free reign over the nation of Japan right now, Father, that you would turn their hearts towards you, Lord. Father, that you would turn their hearts from the eldest all the way to the youngest, Lord, that you would turn their hearts, Father, Lord, in compassion, Father, turn their hearts to you, Lord. And even the midst of crisis, Father, that you would let them understand that you are still God, Father, and that you still love them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I'm your host for the hour, Sean Holmberg, in the studio with Christopher Herzog. I'm read a couple different things tonight. Um, and I've probably said it before and I'll say it again. Um, I feel completely not the person to be on the air speaking out on behalf of the Bride of Christ and but we speak and we act not based on our own feelings and not based on the things that we possess or the gifts and talents we possess but completely by the spirit of the living God who gives us grace and the word says that when we are weak he is strong and 1 Corinthians 2 Paul said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence or speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And it's interesting that when we are weak, he is strong. And as long as we are faithful, then he remains faithful. So I wanted to start in Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling... Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him. As we said before, Jesus didn't do anything unless his, he saw his father doing it. It says, who was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses was also faithful in all his house. For this one, Jesus, has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, insomuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast to confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion, in the day of the trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me, and saw my works for forty years, Therefore I was angry with that generation and said they shall they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest I went to back up the holy spirit said and they have not known my ways I think one of the big issues and problems facing the body of Christ, not knowing the ways of the Holy Spirit, and not being sensitive 
to the ways of the Holy Spirit and not being sensitive to the Holy Spirit in itself in himself. And we grieve the Holy Spirit and we grieve the Spirit of God so many times in church services and even though we're supposed to have order, we still to an extent should be giving way to the Holy Spirit and letting him have say. And you know, Paul in the book of Acts they he made a comment how it seemed to good to the as to disciples and to the Holy Spirit because they considered the Holy Spirit as a co partner and a co not sort of like a co disciple but he was part of every agreement and he was part of every decision and the process for every decision was was also incorporated in with agreements of the Holy Spirit in so much as they didn't do anything unless they consulted the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God and they prayed and they fasted and they sought after the Spirit of God that the Holy Spirit would give them revelation and give them insight of what to do and you know the Bible says that he leads us I mean Jesus said I'm the good shepherd and you know the idea of a shepherd isn't someone who forcefully takes you up and throws you here and there. It's someone who gently leads you and guides you. And the Holy Spirit does that. He will lead us and he'll guide us. But it's never, or it's not always, in something very spectacular as far as the way he communicates, but sometimes it's a gentle nudging. And it's a gentle whisper that that nudges our hearts and points us in the direction we need to go. And but if we're not willing to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we're not willing to be sensitive to his voice and we're not willing to spend the time with him and to seek out his face and to search and scour the word of God and to make the word of God a vital and important and inner and in well important part of our life, then how will we ever comprehend the voice of the Spirit? How will we ever hear, be able to hear the Spirit if we're not training ourselves up to hear the Word of God? Because Jesus said, you are clean because of the words I've spoken over you. And it says, it talks about washing of your mind and renewing your mind by the Spirit of God and renewing your mind by the Word of God. And when you take this Word of God, and Chris spoke about this the other night, when you take the Word of God and you speak it over your life, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the words that you're actually speaking out of your mouth and the words that you're dwelling upon in your thoughts are the words that are going to shape your life and shape your attitude about situations. So that, you know, a man, a missionary, a missionary named David Hogan, who I mentioned in one of the other broadcasts, um, he had mentioned how his, him and his family fast six months out of the year and which I thought was quite incredible because it's hard for me to fast one day out of a year um, but his family fast six days out of the year, six months out of every single year like every other day at least if you can imagine that and he said the reason is is because most Christians and the reason I bring all this up I'll get into but um, is most Christians wait until there's a crisis and then they immediately go before the Father, which is the right thing to do. The Bible says in Romans, it says, come, or in Hebrews, it says, come boldly to the throne of grace, and which were accepted in the time of need. And 
you know, what David Hogan says, he says he doesn't actually, him and his family, they don't wait for a disaster to happen or wait for a crisis to happen or wait for someone to get put in the hospital or wait for something important before they come before the Father. They said they stay before the Father. And like Jesus, who every night could be seen spending hours upon hours upon hours in prayer before the Lord, is that David Hogan said his family stays ready. So that way when a situation happens, they don't have to go try to seek the Father and they don't have to go and get into the right spiritual mindset. They just have to turn around and they're ready to go.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio, and I think we're taking a little bit different turn from what I had originally anticipated, Um, but that's okay, because we don't really do anything out of much of a schedule or a blueprint, or one thing that me and Chris have learned over the last two weeks of hosting this radio show is that like the Bible says, a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And so Psalms 23. And this is a psalm from David. And David was a man completely like us, no more, no less, not special in any way. He wasn't the wisest man who ever lived. He didn't have the appearance as a person who would seem to garnish favor from other people, but the thing that separated Daniel, I mean, David, apologize, is that the Bible says that David was a man after his, after God's own heart. And it's because David l- learned through his intimacy in times of the Lord, to seek after the Lord's heart and to guard that relationship with the Lord. And, you know, at times we sort of take it for granted that we have a relationship with the Lord and we have to nurture that relationship. We have to cultivate that relationship. We have to devote time to that relationship for that relationship to grow because the relationship with the Father is not that much different than a relationship you would have with anybody, whether it's a family member or a friend or a spouse. A relationship with the Lord needs time. It needs... It's something that you water and it's something that you spend time with. And and in that time that we spend with Him, our understanding and our knowledge of His ways will increase. Because if you don't spend time with someone, you'll never know that much about the person you're spending time with. I heard someone once when I was at Carson the Nations Institute in Dallas. He was talking about marriage, and he said, you should never enter into even a, an engagement unless you've been dating someone for at least two years, because it takes at least two years just to know someone in and out. And... And with the Lord, we'll never fully understand the Lord and completely know everything about him, at least not in this lifetime. And the Bible says that we see in part and we know in part, and it says that we see through a veil dimly. But then it also says when we see him, we will see him as he is. And it says the Holy Spirit of the living God. It says that he searches out the deep things of God and reveals them to us. And the Holy Spirit hears from God and declares the words of God to us. 
And so if we're sensitive to listening to the Holy Spirit and being sensitive that when we hear his voice, we're willing to take the time to listen to his voice. Because, you know, prayer in a relationship, prayer isn't always something that's structured. It's not always where we have a set prayer where we say it. Um, because while having a set prayer is sometimes nice when you don't know what to say, there's times of just sitting in silence before the Lord and just letting him impart things into your spirit. And there's times of just crying out to the Lord. And then there's times of just relaxing and enjoying the presence of the Lord. And what I mean with that is prayer sometimes doesn't involve words, just like worship doesn't always involve singing. Sometimes worship and prayer is just being in the dwelling place. It talks about the dwelling place of the Most High. And, you know, sometimes a relationship with God doesn't take anything more than sitting in quiet and just thinking about Him or just realizing that you're in the presence of God wherever you're at, 24 hours a day, and just taking the, that time just to relax in his presence and enjoy his presence and marvel at the privilege we have, that we are called children of God, that we are called sons of God, and that the world, while the world may not understand and the world may not comprehend because the world is still at is still an enmity with God and the world and the things of God are spiritually like blocked and spiritually discerned from the world, but they can't comprehend them. We have been given the Holy Spirit who comes from God, who makes us know those things that have been freely given to us by God. And just sitting in his presence cultivates the environment that we can hear his voice. And, you know, David did that a lot. I mean, David was a shepherd. And so, you know, in our daily lives, we, with sometimes with our jobs and sometimes with our families, through our own actions in life, we sort of pick up on the traits of the character of God um, and vice versa. I would have never known what a good father was to the to the extent without knowing that God was my father. And in the same turn with my own children, I attempt to have the character of God, though I'm not perfect, toward them. And I would have never been able to understand or comprehend how a spouse loves the other spouse if I had not understood an intimate relationship with the Lord and the everlasting love, the unconditional love that comes from God to us. And in turn, I can take the knowledge and the glimpse of that love and use that in my own marriage toward my wife, who's like the perfect wife. But still, we as humans don't always have those traits, and those are traits that need to be cultivated. And learning his character and spending time with him, we start to develop those traits from spending time in his presence. And David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And I could stop it right there. The Lord is my shepherd. 
wasn't something about what it used to be or what God will do in the future. It's right now, today. The Lord is my shepherd. This moment, all that matters is the Lord is my shepherd. Regardless of what's going on around me, regardless of what problems there may be, because there's always going to be problems, there's always going to be issues, there's always going to be people who are sick and need us to pray for them. But regardless of anything else, the Lord is my shepherd. Regardless of how I feel about it, regardless of what my emotions are at this moment, the Lord is my shepherd. Regardless of how anything appears around me, whether it's storm, storming outside or whether it's the sun is shining, the Lord is my shepherd. At this moment today in my life, in your life, the Lord is our shepherd. And he is a shepherd who loves his flock, and he is a shepherd who said, I have a plan for you to give you a future and a hope, and I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we have a shepherd who guards over us, and we have a shepherd who protects us, and we have a shepherd who would lay his life down for his sheep. And even so, Jesus already proved this in the fact that he laid his life down for us on the cross of Calvary and had his own blood poured out for our sins, laying his life down for his sheep because he loves us. For it says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so above all, before all, the Lord is our shepherd. And then David says, I shall not want... The Bible says that I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Regardless of what needs we have, regardless of what the need is, we don't have to worry because we know that we can trust the Father. The answer may not always come when we think it should come. You know, someone once said that God is never early but he's never late either. He's always on time. And it says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, you know, we <clears throat> at times have situations where we have an expectation of how things should go and we have an expectation of when we need an answer. We need, And we think, well, okay, well, we need this answer today and we have this problem and we need an answer now. But, you know, God's not in a hurry because God's in control. And God sees the whole picture. He sees everything that's affected in our lives. He knows that if we talk to this person or this person, he knows the implications and the ramifications of the people that we come into contact with. And if the Lord knows where you're at and you know that he hears you, you know, Jesus said that the Father knows of those things that you need before you even ask them. Before we even ask, the Father already knows what the things that we need. And the Bible says in Matthew, it says that we are worth more than sparrows, and sparrows are always fed. They're always clothed, and sparrows never go around hungry. You'll never see a sparrow on the street corner holding up a sign saying, we'll, we'll work or fly for seeds. Because God always provides for them, and even more so, the children, his children, those of us who've been granted the right to be called children of God because we chose to believe 
and his son Jesus Christ. And he says even the very hairs on our heads are numbered by him. And so we don't need to worry. We don't need to, to need to want anything because we know that he will provide for every one of our needs. Paul said, I have learned to be content in all things. I've learned to be a base and I've learned to abound. You know, Jesse Duplantis, who was a fam- who's a famous preacher, said once, he said, you know, I've been rich and I've been poor. And I can tell you that rich is better, but it won't bring you peace. Because the only thing that brings peace is the relationship with the Father. It's the knowledge and the confidence that comes from having a relationship with God and the confidence that comes from knowing that we are established in righteousness by the blood of Jesus and that our sins have been washed away and that we stand in white gowns and and the white gowns symbolize righteousness and we stand before him and we have access by grace into this faith in which we stand where we stand and come boldly into the presence of God and say Abba, Father, I love you, Father, in knowing that we are fully accepted as we are into the presence of God by the blood of Jesus. And David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. We don't have to attempt to make everything fit in the right pieces. We don't have to attempt to make ourselves righteous because he's already done it. We don't have to attempt and strive so hard to make all the pieces fit because we don't even know how they're supposed to fit in the long run. Only he does. And, you know, he will take us. And He's God is adamant about his word about blessing us if we're just willing to trust him, we're willing to obey him, we're willing to listen to his voice. God said, I will bless you over and over and over and over again. He talks about blessing us. And God will cause the blessings to overtake you if you're just willing to be obedient and just willing to listen to him so that you don't have to strive for it because he will just cause the blessing to be poured out in your life and make you lay down in those green pastures so that you can receive the nourishment and can receive the rest that you need. David said, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. You know, sometimes we feel downtrodden and we feel beat up by the things of this world. But, you know, if you just come and you spend time in the presence of God, he'll restore your soul. You'll, re- you'll understand the joy that surpasses all understanding and the peace that only comes from God. And the peace that only comes from the presence of God. It says there's peace in the presence of the Lord. It's like the old song says. And there's just a peace that comes and a joy that's inexpressible and full of glory that comes from being in the presence of the Father. You know, it says in the Old Testament that when they built the temple and Solomon was dedicating it, that the presence of God came and it was so powerful that they couldn't even minister because of the presence of God. And it's that kabod, the Shekinah glory of the Father. And, you know, it says in the New Testament, it was Mary and Martha, and Martha was trying to serve, and Mary was just sitting at the feet of Jesus. Because, you know, there's time for work, but there's also that time just to sit with him and to be in his presence. And Mary was upset. She's like, well, tell my sister she needs to help me, and Mary's doing it's not helping me, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to do this, and don't you understand, Jesus, I can't do this, and I need your help, and... Jesus just looked at her and said, there's always time for work, 
but she's chosen that good thing, which is to sit at his feet. Because in the end, all our striving and all the things that we do, we can't do without his presence, and we can't do without his spirit. The Bible says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And it's the Christ of God that allows us and gives us the strength to carry on, regardless of what obstacles we face. It says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, Jesus said that he knows those are his, and he said that the enemy cannot snatch them away. And he leads us in the path of righteousness. Like I said, the Bible says a man will plan his ways, but the Lord will direct his steps. And it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. We are his servants. We are his children. We are in beyond servants. We are called friends by God. We are called friends by the Most High God through his Son, Jesus Christ. And we and he has an inheritance in us. And we have an inheritance in him. And we have a covenant. And he, God has never broken a covenant. And he never will break a covenant. And he will keep you. And he will guard you. And he will protect you. And he will lead you in that path of righteousness for his sake. Because you are his child. You know, when you have children, you know, sometimes you may have to discipline your children. And the Bible says that we shouldn't despise the discipline of the Lord because whom a, a father, if a son is disciplined, it means the father loves them. And, you know, sometimes the Lord will lead us in different directions and we may not understand why. Just like a child never understands why their parents told them, do this, don't do this. But it's always out of a spirit of love that the Father will guide and lead their children. And David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And you notice David didn't deny that there was issues. He didn't deny that there was an enemy. The Bible says the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. David didn't deny it. When Jesus, when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, the devil said, I will give you all these things if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus didn't say, well, you, couldn't, you can't do that. Because at that moment in time before Jesus had died on the cross and risen from the dead, the devil still had the keys until Jesus rose from the dead and snatched his keys away and proclaimed victory over death, hell, and the grave. And he said, I have the keys. And he puts, and God put Satan under the feet of Jesus and gave, and gave Jesus the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. You know, it's by the confession of our mouth that we make the enemy strong. When we actually agree with him and not the word of God, when we declare those things that the enemy would say and that the world would say over than oh, more than more than we declare the word of God then we give them power in our own lives but that's the only power they have is by this by the spoken confession that we make because the Bible says in James it says our words are living and it says that it talks about who can tame a tongue you know like it says like with a boat how, no matter how big it is it's controlled by a small rudder and our our lips and our tongue and the words that come from our tongues have the ability to steer the course of our entire lives, and not only ours, but those around us. And so we need to have that positive confession of realizing that, yea, though I walk through the valley of sh though I walk through it, I'm not going to deny it. 
But he says in the next sentence, I will fear no evil. Period. Discussion's over. I will not fear. I've made it in a decision. I have stood, I'm standing on the principle that I will not fear. The Bible says, God has not given me a spirit of fear and of love and of a sound mind. And I am making the decision and I am declaring that I will not fear the enemy. Though there is an enemy, it doesn't matter. I will not fear. Though I don't know the answer, I will not fear. Though the whole world may be crashing around me, I will not fear. And then, he, and then David said, for you are with me. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter what bills do. Doesn't matter what the doctor proclaimed. Doesn't matter what nations are warring with each other. Doesn't matter what scientists say. For you are with me. My Lord God, you are with me. It says in Romans, for God is for us. Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up, how shall he actually not with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. It says, for in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Paul went on to say, for I am persuaded. He is persuaded. The argument has been fought and the argument has been won. I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. For you are with me. David said in another verse, he said, Where can I go from your spirit and where can I flee from your presence? Wherever I go, whatever happens, God, you are with me. It's just that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, you are with me. David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That means that regardless of what the enemy is doing and regardless of what the obstacles, God is going to bless you in the midst of it. And the enemy can't stop him. You anoint my head with oil. I heard Jesse Duplantis, when he was talking about this chapter, he said, you know, if you go back into the days of David, when he was out tending his flock, he said a shepherd would take a, a vat of oil and pour it over their sheep's heads. And, you know, in a sense, God does that. He takes the Holy Spirit and he pours it out upon us. And he fills us up with the Holy Spirit. And Jesse Planet said, you know, the reason that a shepherd does that is because the oil will repel the bugs. It's like bug spray. And the Holy Spirit is poured out in our lives and we are anointed by his presence 
and we carry around the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ into this earth. And when we spend time in his presence, we are repelling the enemy. And the enemy sees that we are marked by the presence of God. And then he said, my cup runs over. And so some of us, that's what we need. We need our cup to run over. We need to spend time with him to let our cup run over. We need to take the things that we have and freely give them to the world. And we need to spend time in his presence so we can fill up that cup. So then we can pour it out and then get filled up again and pour it out and get filled up again. And then David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's about the words of your lips. Jesus said, it's not the things that go in a man that defile him. It's the things that come out of a man that defile him. It's about the words that you speak over your life. Because the things that you think, as Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So you need to take this this word of God and you need to implant it in your life. And you need to become rooted and grounded in it and become steadfast in it. And you need to take this word and eat it like a scroll. This word which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And we need to take that and plant it in our hearts and let it grow in our hearts and build faith. For James said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we need to take this word and implant it in our hearts. David said, your word I have planted, it, put in my heart that I may not sin against you. So we take this word and we put it in our hearts. And out of this word, the fountain of living water that Jesus spoke of, starts churning in our spirits by the word of God. And it starts flowing from us as a fountain of water, bringing life to whichever direction it goes. And then we start speaking out those words of God toward the nations, toward our families, toward our friends, toward the people at work, Toward every situation, we start speaking out the word of God and declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord in everything. And declaring that God is for me. You know, there's a point where it doesn't matter what anybody says. All that matters is what you believe. And so, if you need to change your life, then the first step is to change your thought pattern and to change those things that are inside of you and to implant the Word of God in your heart so that it's those words that come and it's those words that you're dwelling upon and those words from the Father that shape how you feel. So regardless of what happens, you know this is what the Word of God is, and I'm going to stand upon it. And today, 
it says, for he is with us. Once again, our call-in number is 619-638-8458.
welcome back. Um, my name is Sean Homberg. This is Per International Radio, and I'm in the studio with Chris Herzog. And we're coming up on the second hour of our broadcast, and that was an awesome song. Um, for all of you listening tonight, I just wanted to say, you know, there's only two things that I could say. And number one is that, above all else, Jesus loves you. And number two, that if God is for you, who can possibly be against you? You know, after I'm 35 years old, and I've known him most of my life. And in that period of time, the only thing and the only piece of wisdom that I have learned is to spend time in his presence and to receive from him. So, you there with us, Chris? Yeah, I'm here, Sean. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, thank you. How are you doing? Okay. Pretty awesome. So where do you want to go from here? Well, um, well, we open up an order of prayer, and, uh, and we'll go into a little bit of worship and see where we go. You all right with that? I'm good with that. Go for it. All right. Well, Father, we just give you praise right now, Lord, and we just thank you for another night to... Be with our listening audience, Father, another night here with Sean in the studio, Father. Most of all, Lord, we have time with you, Holy Spirit, here with us in the studio and with our studio audience, Lord, everybody that's listening around the world, Father God, and around the nations, Lord. We just ask that your Holy Spirit would cover them tonight, Father. Lord, we just ask, Father, that your will be done and your kingdom come tonight, Lord. Father, we just join our faith with their faith, and we just ask that you would meet them in their time of need. Father, we know we have brothers and sisters in the Lord. We have different pastors and ministers listening tonight. Lord, we have different people from all over the place listening in, looking for direction, looking for you. And, Father, we pray that you would reveal yourself as the living God. That, Father, you would reveal Jesus as Savior and Lord to everyone listening on the program. And that, Father, they would know your Holy Spirit in a real and living way. Now, Father, we ask that your will be done and your kingdom come, Lord, just as it is in heaven, Father. Let it be here in the earth. Father, fill the earth with your presence, just like the waters cover the sea, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you that you're opening hearts tonight. Father, we thank you that you're building faith tonight. Lord, we ask that that word, the rich word that came out tonight, Lord God, that you would deposit it into the hearts and the minds of every person that heard your word and those that will listen later, Father, to our archives. Father, just touch them with your truth. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would change lives, that you would set men and women free, that, Lord, you would heal bodies. Father, Sean and I just join our faith, Lord, with 
our listening audience, Father, and their faith, Lord, that you said there is power in agreement. So the two of us pray the prayer of agreement right with our families and those that are listening and their families, Father God, that they would find truth, that they would find peace, that they would find rest in your Holy Spirit. And Lord, just as we heard tonight about not hardening our hearts, but hearing the voice of God and listening to the voice of God, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would soften the hearts of every person listening in that word, the word of God, with your deep. The voice of God would become clear to them. And most of all, Lord, your love would be so genuine and real in their hearts. And so now we just ask this tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, are you ready to go into a time of worship? Yeah. All right. Well, this is Prayer International Radio, and if you have any prayer requests, feel free to call in 619-638-8458. And this is Sean Holmberg, and my name is Chris Herzog, and we are your hosts tonight on Intimate in the Word. We are going into a time of worship, and our chat room is open, our prayer lines are open. And our phones are open.
All right. Well, welcome back. This is Prayer International Radio, another edition of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm your host for the rest of the evening. And I'm here in the studio with my lovely wife, Tracy. And we are raising up a watch of prayer here with our Prayer International team and those that are around the globe that are listening, praying, believing God for His will to be done and His kingdom to come, not only in the life of those that are listening, our listening audience, we are praying daily, nightly for you. We are praying also for our Facebook family, and we're also on Twitter, MySpace, blogger.com, and we are praying constantly for anybody that might make contact with us on those media streams. You can see us on Ustream as well as YouTube, and we are praying that you will have an awareness of prayer, that you will have an awareness of his presence, and that Jesus Christ will be your Lord and Savior and the healer of your life. So we are praying for his kingdom to come. The Bible says, let his kingdom come. Let his kingdom come and his will be done. We are praying for his kingdom to come and his will be done on the Prayer International radio broadcast as well as our ministry. You know, we just started a few weeks ago with the radio show and we are raising up an awareness of prayer, raising up an awareness of God's word, sharing our hearts, Sean and I are sharing our hearts, and we've had a few people call in in the last few weeks to share their hearts and what God's doing in their lives. And so we are just asking, if you need prayer, call in 619-638-458. Go ahead and email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can also check out our website. We're at www.prayerinternational.org. We want to just give you plenty of resources uh, via devotionals, videos, audio messages, whatever we have to contribute. There's no purchase for any of the materials. Everything we have on our website is free of charge. We just want to touch your heart with the glory of God. We want to touch the nations of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we ask you, if you're listening and you're a believer, if you have Jesus in your heart and you have a desire to see God's glory come and cover the earth, see his people grow, see them supercharged and excited about the things of God, and also see those that do not know him and those that are in darkness turn and come to the glory of God, and we're asking you to pray, join with us in prayer. And so tonight we want to pray for those that are in the chat room. Let's see, we've got uh, JC Overcomer Ministries. We just want to lift up a prayer for that ministry tonight. Also, another drummer is in the chat room, and I know he wants prayer for his friend Jason. So we just want to lift up Jason again. And those of you that have been listening, we want to lift up Jason, and he's going through a cancer situation right now. So we just pray that he be healed in the name of Jesus. That by the stripes of Jesus he is healed and that the Lord's will be done 
We know that it's not the Lord's will that any should perish. And so we just thank you, Father, that your hand is upon Jason, that you are leading and guiding him, strengthening him, strengthening his family. Father, we thank you for Brandon tonight. Lord, bless him and his daughters and his family. Bless his prayers. And we thank you that he's joining with us tonight in the chat room in prayer to lift us up and support us. And we want to also lift up a prayer for J.C. Overcomer Ministries on Blog Talk Radio also. We just ask that your ministry and your radio show be fruitful, that God would bless you in your endeavors, and that you would reach people, that men and women would come to the knowledge of the truth, that they would come to know Jesus, and they would truly overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony and the word of God's testimony the testimony of his word. And so we just thank you for joining our show uh, tonight. Our show is called Intimate in the Word, and this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're going to go into a time of worship. Again, if you need prayer for anything, 619-638-8458, you can also join us on our email at prayerinternational at gmail.com Bye. 
Welcome back to another edition of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Herzog, and this is Prayer International Radio. And tonight we are talking about not hardening our hearts to the voice of God. We're talking about developing and cultivating an awareness of His voice and also obeying what we hear. And so we've kind of been on that theme this week a little bit between hearing God's voice and the words of our mouth and the word of God. And Sean, he shared from his heart earlier, he started out in Hebrews 3, talking about not hardening our heart to the voice of God. And ironically enough, we didn't discuss that, but I, that was in my heart tonight to sort of talk about obedience hearing the voice of God. And so what we're going to do, we're going to open up in prayer and give some people a time to call in or email in, chat in. Of course, the chat room will probably slow down a little bit. I don't know who all is in there. And um, so we just want to bless those of you that are in our chat room tonight. We want to Big blessings over another drummer and Jake Overcomer Ministries and Smiley Girl 777. God bless you tonight. We just speak the Lord's will be done in your life. I know you just came in the chat room. Smiley Girl 777. So we pray the Lord's will be done in your life and His kingdom come in your life. And we just pray that whatever the desires of your heart are, that the Lord would bless you richly. 
And so God bless you for joining in tonight. And so we want to continue just in an attitude of worship and prayer. Again, if anyone wants to call in, our number is 619-638-8458. And if you want to join the show, that's an option too. Um, Of course, we take call-ins and uh, spend our time praying with some people, counseling people, whatever the case is. You know, if you have a ministry, if you are in ministry or you've got a radio program and you're out there reaching out with the love of God and making an influence wherever you are, uh, whatever you're doing for the Lord, um, as significant as you may think it is or as insignificant as you may think it is, remember everything that you do for the kingdom is important to God. And we want to know about it. If you're out there making a difference, maybe no one knows about it. Maybe you need prayer and support. Maybe you need some direction or just need some people to agree with you that the Lord's will would be done. Feel free to call in and let us know. 619-638-8458. Feel free to email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we really want to be a prayer support for you, a prayer base, a place of intercession where you can call in and find the support that you need, get the prayer that you need, get guidance and counsel in the Word of God. And that's one thing we're really strong on here. We will always declare the Word of God on our broadcast. Sean would agree that he is a seeker of truth. I'm a seeker of truth. And God said that if we're to worship him, we are to worship him in spirit and in truth. So those are the two things that we want as a foundation here on our broadcast, is one being truth. The Bible says that the foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? So you have to be grounded and founded in the word of God. The Bible says that all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for instruction, for reproof and correction. All scripture, which means from Genesis to Revelation, the Old and the New Testament is profitable and good. For us to read, to meditate on, and to hear, to muse, to set our minds on. In fact, in the Old Testament, the Lord said to set your mind continually upon the Word. He said, meditate night and day on it, and not only meditate on it, but do all that is written therein, and you will have good success, and your way will be prosperous. In fact, I'm paraphrasing Joshua 1.8. And Jesus actually put it like this for you New Testament believers. He said, there was two different men and both heard the word of God. One was a wise man and one was a foolish man. And the wise man, he heard the word of God and he obeyed it. And he likened him to a man who built his house on a rock, on a strong foundation. And when the winds and the waves came, The wind blew hard and the waves came and beat hard upon the house that was on a solid rock foundation. It stood and withstood all the pressure and all the storms and all the trials. But the other man, he heard the word of God, but his outcome, his situation was a little bit different, you see, because he built his house He was likened to the man that built his house on sinking sand. 
that man. After he built his house on the sand, and the winds and the waves came and blew and beat on that house and fell down. It said, great was the fall of it. Great was the fall. You know, that reminds me, God says, pride comes before a fall. And a lot of times it's our pride, it's our arrogance that get in the way. It's our our own thoughts that get in the way of what the Word of God is saying. And rather than taking heed to it or listening to it or obeying what the Word of God has said, we begin to run after our own thoughts. We begin to do what we think is good. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, that way is death. So we're to not lean on our own understanding. We're to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and acknowledge Him in all our ways. Lean not on our own understanding. That's what the Word of God says. You see, your own understanding, if it's not understanding from the Word, understanding from God's perspective, from a heavenly perspective or a kingdom perspective, then you are thinking carnally, you're thinking temporally, you're thinking uh, from the flesh, from the mind, from, from your humanity, which is full of fallacy, full of lies, full of untruth, apart from the Word of God, apart from the Spirit of God. So Jesus said, the Father seeks such to worship Him, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that's what we're about here is the truth, laying a foundation of the Word of God. You know, the Bible says that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That the worlds were framed by the Word of God. In fact, everything that exists were framed by the Word of God. And everything in your existence it's framed by your word. And if your words aren't seasoned with the word of God, then what frames your world, what dictates and what shapes and creates the world around you and, and what you experience is not going to be in line with what God has for you, with God's perfect plan for you. If you're not speaking and declaring and stepping into what the word of the Lord is speaking over your life. And so what we aim to do, what, what my heart's desire on these broadcasts is to point you towards the word, season your life with the word, help take the word and let you examine situations in your life, examine the situations in your heart, examine the circumstances that you're confronted with and the challenges that you're confronted with on a day-to-day basis, and examine it according to the Word of God. You see, the Bible says, the Word is living and active, it's sharpened in the two-edged sword, and it's able to discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Not only what's in your mind, but what's in your motive. See, the Word of God shows you what's in your mind, what's in your motives, your thought life, your emotions. 
your intent, your motivation. And see, it's amazing how when we begin to take that word, the Bible says it's like looking into a mirror, and when you look into the mirror, you begin to see what you really look like. And as you look into the Word of God and examine your heart, as you allow it to try you and know your thoughts, the psalmist said like this, he said, Examine me, O God, try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in your way everlasting. He said, search me, O God. He asked the Lord, search me. Try me. Examine my thoughts. Check out my heart. And if there's anything in there that doesn't agree with you, if there's anything in there that offends you, God, remove it far from me. Take it from my heart. Take it from my life. Take it from my thoughts. Take it from my motives. And you know, in this walk, this Christian walk, if we want to stay in tune with the voice of God, and if we don't want our hearts to be hardened or jaded or crowded with the things of the world, see, the Bible says that the cares of the world choke out the Word of God within us. But where is the Word of God? It's in our heart. It's in our minds. So you've constantly got to hide the word in your heart that you might not sin against it. Constantly renew your mind. Wash, pour the word of God over your mind daily. Meditate on the scriptures. And do not let the word of the Lord depart out of your mouth. Because it's the one thing that will deliver you. It's the thing that will frame your experiences. It's a thing that will dictate your encounters. So if you want spiritual encounters, if you want positive encounters and experiences, if you want to encounter the living God and taste and see that the Lord is good and know great riches and the wonderful things that the Lord has prepared for you. To begin to dive into the Word of God. Begin to fill your heart and your mind with the Word of God. And what that will do, it will prepare you. It will open you up. Prepare your heart so that you can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, leading and guiding you, directing you, moving you throughout this life. It's very important that the Bible says those who are children of God, those who are sons of God, are led by the Spirit of God. And see, the, the two agree. The Spirit and the Word always agree together. The Bible itself says that. So you must worship the Lord in truth as a foundation and in spirit. You could say from the heart. Another word for spirit is your attitude or heart. A part of you that's from deep inside. Part of you where your passion is, your, your yearning comes from. A part of you that's willing to just lay it all out for whatever you believe in. That's, that's coming from the, the heart, the spirit. And we even hear that phrase sometimes they have spirit, they have heart. 
what we're really saying is they have an attitude that they're going to just keep on going. And that's one of the qualities. It's one of the attributes of pursuing and overtaking or overcoming. If you want to pursue and overtake, you've got to pursue. You've got to run after God. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And if you seek him and call upon him, then he will reward you. He will reward you for diligently seeking him. But don't stop. He's the treasure you're seeking until you're saturated in his glory. Don't stop seeking until you're at peace with the voice of God and the direction of God in your life. Don't stop seeking Him. Until you begin to see your circumstances change and the things in your life turn around for the good, like the Word of God promises you, don't stop seeking, don't stop asking, don't stop knocking. See, Jesus said, even if a man is asleep and a stranger comes to the door and beats on the door loud enough. Eventually, the man will get up and go to the door and say, what do you want? And the man will give that man whatever he wants just so that he'll go away so he can go back to bed and get some rest. He said, that's tenacity. It's diligence. Beat on the door until you get what you want. And I'm here to tell you, call unto God and don't stop calling. Now, I'm not telling you to beg God from a point of fear and doubt and unbelief. But I'm telling you to dig your heels in and don't stop fighting. Don't stop believing. Don't stop holding on. Because your miracle might be right around the corner. And warfare is always going to surround a miracle. There's always going to be opposition to the things of God in your life. There's always going to be a mountain. But see, Jesus said, don't Fear, don't fret the mountain. Speak to the mountain and tell it to be gone and cast into the sea. And you need to get the word of God in your mouth and the word of God in your heart and the word of God in your mind. Why? Because from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right, looks like we've got somebody on the air. Um, who, am I, who am I talking with? I'm just about to say, I'm just listening. I'm sorry? I'm just listening. All right, no problem. We'll uh, let you listen. God bless you tonight. All right. So I had to check, you know, so uh, we had a caller in there, and uh, praise God, God bless you, caller, tonight, and those of you that are in the chat room, so we're talking about hearing and obeying the voice of God, hearing the word of God, and you've got to get the word of God in your mouth. The Bible says a man is ensnared by the fruit of his lips. See, what you speak will either deliver you or it will ensnare you. You either have life or death in the power of your tongue. You either have sickness or healing. And you don't need to waver between the two. If you're asking God for healing, don't confess sickness. If you're asking God for finances, don't keep confessing poverty. 
If you don't have the money, yeah, you already know you don't have the money, but you don't have to keep talking about it. If you're sick, well, you already know you're sick, but you don't have to keep telling everybody about it. Misery loves company sometimes, but you know what? God says you can have whatever you say. He says to get the word of God in your mouth, and his word will deliver you. His word is healing. His word is peace. He who keeps his mind continually on me, I'll keep him in perfect peace. Peace not that the world gets... So when you know you already have anxieties and fears and cares of the world, the things pulling on you to the left and the right, don't keep talking about it. Don't keep rehearsing the problem. Don't keep speaking the problem out of your mouth over and over and over and over and over. And yeah, let's be real. You're going to think about it. You're going to talk about it a little bit. But you know what? You don't have to dwell there. You don't have to stay there. Release it to God. Cast your, The Bible says to cast your cares where? Upon the Lord. Not on your neighbor. Not on your spouse. Not on your brother or sister. I mean, yeah, we're to bear each other's burdens, but there's a, there's a protocol in the kingdom. God says, cast your cares upon him. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. Why would you go share your problems with somebody incapable of solving them? But there's one that can solve them. There's one who is the answer. In fact, he's the way and the truth. We're talking about truth tonight. He is the truth and he's the life. And if you've been in darkness, He's also the light of the world and the light of men. And he's the light that will light your path and lead you and guide you through darkness. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear any evil lot. Just like our brother Sean Holmberg, my, my good friend tonight, shared Psalm 23. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear the evil lot because God will walk you through it. Why? His word says, if any man abide in me and I abide in him, and he walks according to my word, follows my ways, I will lead him, and the waters will not overflow him, and the fires will not burn him. If you're going through trials and testimonies in your life, hardships and tests are facing you, listen, God wants to try you through your trials but he wants you to come out like gold. See, he wants you to go through the fiery furnace, but come out not smelling like smoke, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He wants you to go through the waters, but guess what? There's a parting of the Red Sea for you and a deliverance on the other side in your promised land if you will obey the word of the Lord. The word of God says, if you be willing and obedient, then you shall eat the good of the promised land, of the, of the land, the land that was flowing with milk and honey. The goodness of God. Only as you obey the voice of the Lord, only as you get a strong foundation in the word of God and it prepares your heart, it prepares your mind, 
you begin to cast down the vain imaginations and the high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And you take every thought captive to the obedience of the word of God. Paul said, I beat my body, I buffet my body, I beat my flesh, my carnal mind, I buffet it under subjection. I cause it to take heed under the word of God. In other words, he beat it. He rendered it powerless. He took the word of God and he applied it to his life. Jesus, when he was tempted of the enemy, what did he do? He used the word. The lust of the eyes came to him. He used the word. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, and shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of that mouth of God. So he was tempted by the lust of the flesh. Why? Oh, he was hungry. He'd been fasting in the wilderness 40 days. The enemy came with, with some some food. Command these stones to meet made bread. He said, Oh, you will not tempt the Lord thy God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of his mouth. See, when the enemy comes in to tempt you with the lust of the flesh, use the word against him. Just like Jesus did. Just like Eve did at first. When the enemy came in, he said, Didn't God say you could eat from any tree of the garden? She said, No, he didn't say that. He said, you could eat from any tree of the garden except for the knowledge of good and evil. See, she repeated what God said. And then he came at her again. She felt the death. But Jesus didn't. Why? Because he stood on the word. And if you'll stand on God's word, when you go through your test, you will succeed. You will be an overcomer. You will be a victorious one. You will stand on the other side of your situation where the waters don't overflow you and the fire doesn't burn you and you don't smell like smoke and you're standing on the other side of your promised land giving glory to God as you watch your enemies covered over in the sea because God says he will make your enemies at peace with you and he'll let you put rest to it. He'll put a stop to it. He'll shut the mouths of the liars. He says, no weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you will be silent. If God be for you, dear one, who can be against you? God bless you. This is Prayer International Radio. This is another edition of Intimate in the Word. My name is Chris Berzon. If you need prayer tonight, call in 619-638-8458. Or if you just want to listen in, feel free to call in at 619-638-8458. We also uh, have the chat rooms open. We also have the uh, email. You can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so we just want to let you know how to reach us. We're talking about obedience. Don't be a hearer of the word of God, but be a doer of the word of God. And if you tuned in for, you know, part of our show, we want to encourage you to check out our archives. You know, we just teach the word of God. We just tell you what the word of God says. And you can check it out for yourself. Read the word of God. Take God as his word. And I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed because God is not slack. God is not slow concerning his promises. Whatever promise he has made you, 
whatever he has told you, whatever dream he has given you, whatever thing he has given you to achieve and succeed at, let me tell you, if you will pursue with a humble heart towards God, if you will live and follow God and live with a holy life yielded and wholehearted unto God, and if even when the devil knocks you down, if you'll get back up and keep running towards God every time instead of running away from him, even when you get knocked down, get up, cry out for the mercy and the grace of God and apply the blood of Jesus to your life. Keep running to God with a humble heart. And the Lord says, if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he will lift you up. If you've been downcast in your soul and the trials of life have put you down, the trials of life have really held you back and rendered you powerless Listen, give it to God. Get into prayer. Begin to pray about it. Begin to go to Christian brothers and sisters. Find a church in your area. Find a, a ministry in your area. If not, we'll, we'll be your church family. Prayer International. Check us out on our website, www.prayerinternational.org. We've got some resources there. Email us. Give us your information. We can reach you, reach out to you, connect with you. We, we're going to have uh, prayer rooms open via Skype and Tiny Chat, where we can go video to video, audio to video, audio to audio, whatever, or just continue to do the chats, kind of like we do on the uh, Blog Talk Radio, the same way, just different media streams. We want to be your family of prayer. So God bless you tonight. Listen to the broadcast. Be a doer of the word of God. Listen to the Lord. Obey his voice. And he will not be disappointed. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, that means not only seek out the spiritual, but practically live your life for God. He will reward you. He will bless you. And all those things will be added unto you. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. This is another edition of Intimate in the Word. Jesus is your healer, he's your savior, he's your deliverer, and we pray that the peace of God which passes all understanding would rule your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus, that the power of the Holy Spirit would quicken and strengthen and heal your bodies and your minds and your spirit, and that the healing rain of the Holy Spirit would pour out in your life and refresh you tonight. For International Radio, we will see you. We will be with you again tomorrow night. In Jesus' name, God bless your neighbor.
falling down. Human rays falling down. Human rays is falling down. Human rays. 